0: In this week's episode, Lisa M. Ong, founder of Wishing Out Loud, and I will talk about sensory-friendly Santas, wheelchair-friendly homes through Airbnb, and more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to 5 Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Lisa, let's get started. Will you please
1: introduce yourself? Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Bernadette. I'm one of your biggest fans. I'm Lisa Ong. It's pronounced Ong like song without the S. I'm president and founder of Wishing Out Loud. We do diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging consulting, coaching, and speaking, And like you, I am so excited to connect with others who are bringing a positive light to DEI.
0: I am so happy to have you here today. I've really enjoyed all of our conversations and I really admire your background and how you bring that that passion into your DEI work. And um, I think what's really interesting also is you have, uh, you're part of this organization called Ascend. Do you mind telling everyone a little bit about Ascend? Oh, thank you.
1: Ascend Leadership is one of the largest Pan-Asian professional organizations in North America. And we're all about growing inclusive leaders at all levels for the AAPI community, everything from students all the way through retired executives serving on for-profit boards. So it's like my second family, and I always encourage people to
0: check out ascendleadership.org. Absolutely, because I think it's really important for there to be all sorts of incubators and programs to support folks from historically marginalized groups to help them develop their leadership potential and create more opportunities. I love what you do with that. Can you um, tell me some of the things that are inspiring you right now in, in your coaching and consulting work?
1: What I'm finding inspiring is actually by your article about vulnerability and being first, right? So many of us know that it's important to see a role model, to be a role model, And for the longest time, I think Ascend helped me realize that rather than spending time trying to force myself to be something I'm not, it really helped me to embrace the authenticity of who I am. We have limited energy, might as well channel it into who we are. And by being vulnerable and sharing that and sharing our struggles, it actually helps people realize they're not alone.
0: I love that and I I can completely relate which is why I wrote the I wrote the article. So in, in this week's uh 5 Things newsletter folks who haven't read it yet, I wrote about going first and how vulnerability does require someone to go first and how we've heard that vulnerability can create psychological safety which can unleash innovation. There's so many rewards to vulnerability us on teams, but somebody has to go first. And it's hard for me to go first, to be honest. It really has been. In the past, there have been lots of times in which I've sort of shown up in um, in just a kind of with walls or just being very focused on the task at hand and not so focused on being an empathetic leader. And it's something that's been part of my leadership journey. And I realized that when I go first, I start to uh, give other folks permission to do the same and it allows me to just uh, be more present. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of benefits,
1: right? And connecting and being real. Yeah. Um. I think the part of your story where you talked about showing up in a meeting in tears. I was raised that you always put on a mask, right? You always were professional in all situations, and you never cry at work. And there's been several times in my career where I was presenting and talking about something I was really passionate about, and the tears just started flowing, and I immediately wanted to apologize. And someone said, no, you're human. That's what makes you real. And a really good meeting is when we laugh, we cry, we hug. I was like, yes, right? You just breathe that sigh of relief that you're not having to channel that energy to be something you're not.
0: I agree. And it's amazing that you were given permission, right? And I think that sometimes that's what we need. I also was raised not to talk about my feelings and not to ask for help. I was raised to be really independent and I've definitely taken that into my career. So going first with vulnerability is uh, a, a big challenge for me, but I also know that it's how I'm going to fulfill my potential and fulfill my purpose. Well, and that's why I named my company Wishing Out
1: Loud. It's my registered coaching trademark approach, right? Be authentic and maybe not worried so much about being bossy or demanding, but strategically investing in those
0: relationships and wishing out loud and multiple choice. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's get to today's five things. So the first story comes from Airbnb, which has now made it easier for wheelchair users to find homes on the app. They have a new search feature, a filter called Adapted, and it allows users to see homes with step-free access and other features. And then beyond that, Airbnb actually works with a 3D scanning company to vet each property and ensure the accuracy of the listing. I love this story. I love it too, because when we go on
1: vacation, we're a multi-generational vacation household. And as my parents get older, we worry about them falling right? So being able to search the properties to make sure that it would be safe for them also resonates, right? Some people think, oh, it's only for individuals with disabilities, but it also is, is for multi-general households as well.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's actually something I hadn't even considered, but yeah, absolutely. And, and that, it just expands the market, right? It expands the potential. And I think that it can really help a lot of people explore the world and enjoy themselves,
1: And I think it'll help potential homeowners who are thinking about becoming an Airbnb host to look at their properties with that inclusive lens for accessibility too. And then that becomes
0: the downstream effect, right? The ripple effect
1: of all this good work. Right. Even if I'm not an Airbnb host, is my home being accessible to others as I start to do post-COVID events at our
0: house again? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The next story is about Santa 500 plus malls across the U.S. are going to offer sensory friendly Santa experiences this holiday season, which means that caregivers can make appointments to visit Santa to take the child to Santa on off hours times in smaller groups with lower lighting and music and trained event staff. This
1: warms my heart. I had not heard the story. I had heard a story about how some of the malls were also adding Santas who were multilingual to be able to connect with the children in their home languages. But um, this one really spoke to me. And when I thought of the children that I've had in my Sunday school classes who were very sensitive to loud music or loud noises and just the missed opportunities, they would not be able to take advantage of without this special accommodation.
0: Absolutely, I mean, taking a child to Santa at the mall can be a very overstimulating experience with the crowds and the music, and just it's a lot. I mean, the long waits. Exactly, it is a lot. So this is this is really special. I, you know, what I just think is amazing about this, uh, about these stories, Lisa, is I just find so many ways that people can be more equitable and inclusive, and and really, there's just no end. There's no end to the, which is in my mind, a good thing, not a bad thing. I'm not trying to overwhelm folks, but it's like, there are so many ways that we can be more accommodating to others. And little things like this really do make a big difference.
1: That and for the parents as well. I thought,
0: oh my goodness, this is not only helping the child, but helping the whole family. Exactly. All right. The next story is about how the World Health Organization has now rebranded the monkeypox virus as mpox. So this is happening over the course of the year as monkeypox becomes phased out and mpox is started to adopted more. Now this virus has been around since the '70s, so they uh, it's a pretty big step to rebrand this, and they did it because the original name represents quote a racist and stigmatizing language. Yeah. As we
1: continue to see language evolve, we know that words matter, right? And any opportunity we have to use more inclusive language, right, to destigmatize things um, is wonderful to hear, right? Sometimes people go, really? I'm so tired of all the change. But as a diversity, equity, inclusion language uh, person, we're always looking at new words and new phrases. And how can we do better, right? Absolutely. And if anything, it helps them when they're tweeting now because it's a shorter <laughs> word.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so the original name actually played into racial stereotypes and slurs and it was causing additional stigmatization. And we certainly saw this happen with the coronavirus as it was originally um associated with Chinese folks by our former president here. So this really does have an impact on how people are treated, how people are seen and actually violence. So I I appreciate that this is something that was taken seriously. Absolutely. All right. Next story comes from the Miami Marlins, which is now the first sports franchise in the U S to have both a woman president who's Caroline O'Connor And a general manager, Kim Ng. This is a really big deal because there's just not a lot of women in professional sports, men's sports.
1: And when I agreed to do it today, I didn't know that that was the story you were going to pick. And I was telling you before we joined that I was so excited to see when Kimberly Ng was announced as the general manager because there's also not a lot of Asian women in sports. So to hear about Caroline's appointment, I
0: said, what a dynamic duo. I know absolutely, and but that there, but that I think that there is. It's really important to kind of note that there's a risk here, because when a sports team isn't doing well, or when an, an organization or a company isn't doing well, and women are then in charge, where women have a history of doing well in times of crisis, right? But when women are put in charge, they can often be blamed when things don't go well, women and BIPOC folks. So there is a risk here, especially since the team is not really achieving its potential. Um, But I love the precedent. Yeah.
1: And And it'll take time. And I think if
0: we all support the Miami Marlins, we'll make sure to ensure that success, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Go Miami. All right. So the last story this time comes from the Colorado Springs Police Department which we talked a little bit about, my guest Jess and I talked a little bit about last week as kind of a bonus five thing, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about it this week. So the, the Colorado Springs Police Department made a real effort to not to misgender the victims of the Club Q nightclub shooting. And they did this because... They really wanted to make sure that the victims were identified, how quote how they identified themselves and how their families loved and identified them. And there were a number of transgender victims in that LGBTQ nightclub shooting. So I really appreciate the allyship and the really important respect for people's dignity in death. When I read that story, that was the
1: first word that came to my mind as well was respect but also intention in terms of using their platform for good as an educational moment for other police departments to follow their example. Like you said, it takes one to start and and say, this is important and this is something that we can do to make a difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so dead naming is a really big problem when victims of violence are transgender. So dead naming refers to the use of the transgender person's name at birth, which might not be how they currently identify. They are often use their gender assigned at birth, even if that's not how they identify. So the fact that they really made the effort to do this and to speak about it, it does set a precedent. It sets a, an example of what's acceptable and what's not. And I think, again, it shows that, that level of respect and compassion.
1: And we could all use a lot more compassion.
0: Right. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of, uh, it's, you know, Lisa, we were talking about this too. It's very easy to find stories about what's going wrong. It's, it's hard to sometimes find these five things because, um, the news likes to focus on the negative. And so I really, I really love this part of my job because it keeps me fresh and it keeps me going because this work isn't easy.
1: Yeah. And if we can continue to highlight the pockets of excellence, that raises the bar for others. And, and they can say, look, if they can do it, we can
0: too. That's exactly right. I, I love to inspire from a place of possibility, not fear. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa. Do you have any, any parting words for our audience?
1: No, I hope they continue to follow you because... You've been an inspiration for me the last few years, and I encourage people to buy your book, Inclusive 360, as well. The way that you share these stories and connect really help make the understanding and empathy matter.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. Have a great week. Have a great e- week, everyone who's watching. And if you don't already, subscribe to the Five Things newsletter. It comes out on Saturday mornings, and you can get it at fivethingsdei.com. All right, so Lisa Ong, how can folks find you? What's the best way for people to find you who are listening?
1: On LinkedIn, I'm under Lisa M Ong um, or at Wishing Out Loud on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And I respond on direct
0: messages. So
1: I would love to connect.
0: Fantastic. All right, thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to 5 Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my 5 Things newsletter, join at 5ThingsDEI.com. I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for 5 Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.